Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. It is Tuesday, December 19th, and I don't know about you, but this is my last work week of 2023. And I've been telling my clients this, that anytime you come to the end of a year, it's not just 2023, like this happened to me in 2022 as well, but anytime you come to the end of the year and you've been working really hard in your business, it can feel like you're in like the last three miles of a marathon. No matter if the year went really, really well, or maybe it was challenging for you, like a marathon is a marathon. And when you are getting closer and closer to that finish line, it is normal to feel a little weary. It's normal to start feeling a little tired, a little bit more um, anticipating of a rest. And so Again, I am, this is my last work week of the year, and I don't know about you, but I am anticipating rest. I am excited to celebrate Christmas. I'm excited to go on a little baby moon with my husband, get some R&R with him, and really just end 2023 in a season of rest in a season of peace and to go into 2024 recharged and ready to hit the ground running. This episode is going to be really good. It's going to be really deep. We haven't done an episode quite like this before. Uh, I'm going to invite you to journal with me today. This is an exercise that I walked my clients through inside of High Ticket Powerhouse, which if you're unfamiliar, is my six-month signature group coaching program teaching online coaches how to get more clients and close consistent 5K to 10K months. You can apply down below in the show notes. But like I said, I just did this exercise with my students. I have done this by myself. I walked my clients through it. And it's a pretty powerful journal prompt exercise. I'm not a person that can just like sit down and just randomly start writing and just journaling my thoughts. I need a little bit of prompt. And so I'm going to walk you through today the journal exercise that we did inside of Powerhouse and that I did myself, and we're going to be taking a look at 2023, a year in review. Anytime you come to the end of a season or the end of a chapter, just like the end of a year, you need to reflect on how did this year go? What went really well? What challenges did you experience? And how do you want to show up next year? And we're specifically going to walk you through, or I'm going to walk you through, uh, journal prompts that you can do right along with me. And also talking about what is it going to take to be part of the 1% in 2024, the top 1% of the online coaching industry. How does that person show up? How do they experience day to day? What do they do differently that 99% of the population does the opposite of? We're going to be talking about all of that today. It's an incredible episode. Grab your journal, grab a pen, and let's dive in. Hey coach, welcome to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high-ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, 
I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this. said in the intro, today I'm going to be inviting you to journal or ride along with me. And so I hope you have a journal pulled out. I hope that you have a pen pulled out and that you're in a safe place. You're not driving where you can sit and reflect and write and really review 2023. Now, because I'm going to invite you to journal along with me, This may be a podcast episode where you pause continually when I give you a journal prompt and you may pause me, write down your response and then hit resume again. And that is totally, totally fine. But again, I want you to just really set the tone for you to reflect, okay? I want you to get into a comfortable position. I want you to be in a quiet place. Maybe you're somebody that loves essential oils like me. Maybe you put on a few calming essential oils. Maybe you wrap yourself in a really warm blanket. Just really create a calm environment, okay? I want to challenge you to do that right now. For me, this is me sitting in like the little nook of my couch. I love having my coffee with me, my dogs. Um, I just love creating a really calm environment. We have the Christmas tree is going right now and it just like makes my living room and dining room look really beautiful. And that was a space that I did this journal exercise this morning. And so again, giving you just a couple seconds to get into that comfortable spot. And we're going to go ahead and begin with your very first journal question. So I want you to write down in your journal, what went exceptionally well this year? Now, I want you to start off on the positive, and here's why. Your brain has a nine times negativity bias. We have learned that over and over on the show from Betsy Crony. She is a neuroscience and Christian mindset expert that has been on the show multiple times, teaching us about how our brain is either going to be working for us or against us and how we can rewire it to be our biggest asset. And one thing that we've learned about the brain is that you have a nine times negativity bias. Like your brain is divinely designed to look at a situation negatively nine times more likely than you are to look at it positively. Now, you may think, well, that stinks. Well, 
it was divinely, it, there's purpose to it, okay? Because if, if people didn't have any sense of negativity, if they didn't have any sense of danger, then people would be putting themselves in unnecessary risky situations all the time. People wouldn't be looking both ways before they cross the street. People wouldn't be um, like checking to see if they have gas in their vehicle before they go on a long road trip. Like people need to have some sort of negativity bias so that they can prevent preventable bad things from happening to them. Okay. And so don't be mad at yourself that maybe when I ask you to look back on 2023, maybe your mind all automatically goes to all the negative. Okay. It's okay. You know, welcome to the human club. We're all here. We're all part of it. But I want to challenge you to challenge your brain to look at the positive. Okay. Here is what we've learned from Betsy Crony again, the Christian mindset and neuroscience expert that has been on the show multiple times. Your brain has an RAS system. Now, you probably have heard of this before, whether or not you're aware of it or not. You know, like when you buy a new vehicle, like for example, Lucas and I want to buy, we're kind of like in, you know, it's on our radar to maybe buy a Tesla by the time uh, spring comes. And ever since I've had my eye on a Tesla, when we're out driving around, I've all of a sudden noticed, like more than I ever have before, Tesla's on the road. Now, are there more Teslas on the road now than they were 12 weeks ago? No, there's not. But what has happened is because I have told my brain that is a goal, that's where I'm headed, my brain has started essentially scanning my environment, looking for what I've told my brain that I've wanted. And I told my brain that I wanted a Tesla. So now when I'm out on the road and I and my brain recognizes a Tesla, it becomes like more so in front of my face, if you will, than it did before I told my brain that that was a goal. Now you might be saying, why is that irrelevant, Cami, to this conversation? Because friend, if you are hyper-focusing on negativity, your brain is thinking that you want more negativity, okay? If you're hyper-focusing on all the bad things that happened in 2023 in your business, in your life, in your world, then your brain is going to think, oh, she wants more bad things to happen. Let's go ahead and find her more bad things that happened in the year uh, because she's not really interested in like growing. She's like more hyper-focused on the rearview mirror. So in order to avoid that from happening, because when you are hyper-focused on the negative, your brain is actually shut off from seeing all the opportunities that are actually in front of you. And Essentially, we want to challenge your brain to look at the positives, not only to be in gratitude, because it is impossible for gratitude and anxiety to exist in the same space, um, but also because when you are hyper-focused on abundance, your brain is going to look for more areas of abundance that you can go, okay? It is amazing the way that our brains are hardwired. So again, I'm bringing you back to the question, what went exceptionally well this year in your business, okay? If you need to pause me right now and write that down, go ahead. I'm obviously not going to pause on the podcast because it's not beneficial for you to be listening to like 60 seconds of nothingness. So I'm going to keep going to journal question number two, but go ahead and feel free to pause me if you are journaling through question number one. So at this point, you should have down in your journal what went exceptionally well this year in your business. The second question I want to ask you is what sharpened you this year? What aided in you achieving those goals or those outcomes? Some examples might be, maybe you received a lot of encouragement and mentorship from a friend. Okay, that was something that I wrote down in my journal. Another thing that I wrote down is eating well 
or eating whole food, eating good food is what I wrote down, something something along those lines. Because I don't know about you, but when I eat foods that have a barcode and that's making up the most of my diet, it largely affects my brain, which largely affects my business. And so a tool that has aided me in the growth of my business this year is eating real food. Maybe you wrote down um, that you invested in a program. Maybe that has sharpened you this year. What has sharpened you? What habits what rituals are you doing day in, day out? What's your morning routine? What has sharpened you this year? Okay, what people, what habits, what tools have sharpened you and put you in a place of success this year? Go ahead and write that down. Again, we're starting positive on purpose because we want to, we want to prime your brain to look at positive, Okay. However, we would not be doing ourselves justice if we didn't also look objectively at what didn't go well this year. We're not taking a look at the bad stuff to harp on it, to hyper-focus on it, or to ruminate on it, but rather to learn from it. And so the third journal question that I want you to write down is what didn't go as planned in your business? What did not go as planned this year in your business? Did you have a sales goal that you fell short of? Did a few clients, you know, fall off track and it was really challenging to get them back on? Did you, what what happened? Okay, it could be a multitude of things. Did you try a new content strategy and it didn't pan out? What did not go as planned? Now, Because your brain has a nine times negativity bias, you probably could sit down and write all the things that didn't go as planned for like 30 minutes. I don't want you to do that because again, the purpose of this exercise is not to ruminate, but rather to acknowledge objectively. So I'm going to give you, I want you to give yourself, maybe pause the podcast right now, give yourself three minutes, no more than that, and write down in three minutes what did not go well this year in your business. Sometimes things don't go as planned and it's completely outside of our control, okay? That happens and let's acknowledge that. However, many times things don't go as planned because we did not execute something that was fully within our control. Now, our brain doesn't like to assume responsibility because it receives it as painful. And so that's why a lot of people will use excuses or justification in order to justify or uh, make excuse of why XYZ thing happened. Okay. I wanted you to challenge yourself in this next question to realize that there's probably more within your control than you realize. Um, Grant Cardone in his book, The 10X Rule, he had this really great depiction in his book. It said something of the effect of, let's pretend that the power went out. There was a storm and the power went out at my house. Okay, well, I don't have control over the fact that the power went out at my house. What I do, however, have control of is whether or not I have a generator. And so when you assume radical responsibility of your life and of your circumstances, yes, it can feel like a sting because your brain doesn't want you to feel like anything is your fault, even though largely lots of things are our own fault. However, it puts you in a place of power because now that you are the one that is within control, you have the power to change it, okay? So keep that in mind when I ask you this next question. What dulled you this year? 
I'm going to repeat that again because you might be like, wait, what, 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 what was that word that she said? Earlier, I asked you what sharpened you. And now I'm asking you the opposite. What dulled you? What made you the opposite of sharpened this year? What habits or behaviors did you fall into? What bad habits, bad behaviors did you fall into that did not aid in your success and maybe even contributed to things, some things at least, not going as planned? What food did you eat? What people were you around? What TV shows did you watch? What did you, within your control, allow yourself to take part in this year that dulled you in some way or another? It's a hard question to ask and an even harder question to answer because we don't want to admit that we ever do anything wrong, right? And again, that's just our human brain wanting to keep you safe. Your brain does not want you to feel pain and it is painful to assume radical responsibility of our life and of our circumstances and of our business, okay? So recognize if you're feeling resistance to this, that's okay, but I challenge you to sit with it and move through it. Now, I'm going to move you into another portion of this journal exercise, and maybe you pause me for a minute if you're still writing down, but if you're finished writing, go ahead and lay your pen down and just listen to this for the next second. I am very unapologetic about wanting to be anything other than average. If you've listened to the podcast, you have probably heard me say, like, I'm a tough love coach. I probably come off as somebody who has very high expectations. And that's because I do have high expectations. Most people in the online coaching space are broke. Now, obviously not everybody is broke in the online coaching space, but there are a lot of coaches that are broke. Like if you were to line up a hundred coaches, I don't know any like official statistics or anything, but if you were to line up a hundred coaches and ask them, Hey, how many of you are making at least $5,000 cash per month in your business? like way less than half of hands are probably going to raise up. Okay. And because this industry is also competitive. Now it's not competitive in the sense that there's like a lack of clients to go around. There's actually the opposite. There's an abundance of clients. There's an abundance of opportunity that goes around in the online coaching space. There's enough for everybody to go around. However, what there is a lack of is people that are willing to do the work in order to achieve it. Okay. I think that a lot of people enter the online coaching space thinking it's going to be easier than it actually is to build this thing from scratch and to have, you know, not only $5,000 months, but like to, to have more than that and to make a name for yourself and to have authority in your niche. And so my friend and I were talking about this concept of becoming the top 1%. Now, I have no idea if that that phrase, becoming the top 1%, is trademarked, and if it is, I apologize. Um, but I want to just, I want you to challenge yourself to look at what does it mean to become the top 1% of the population in any category? The top 1% of people who are the most physically fit, the top 1% of marriages, the top 1% of people who are mentally well, the top 1% of business owners, the top 1% financially, what does it take to become the top 1% of anything? And I wrote down six bullet points I'm going to read to you here that kind of embody in a general way what it takes to become the top 1%. If you're the top 1%, and I'm just going to say in the online coaching space, um, whether that means you're a top 1% earner or you're a top 1% in the way that you show up, that means that you are outworking and outperforming 99% of the population. Okay? You are outperforming 
99% of the population. How many of you can raise your hand and say that that's true for you right now? It's not true for me right now. I, I outwork and outperform most people, but I wouldn't say the 99%. I, I for sure have room to grow. If you are becoming the top 1%, you run countercultural to the status quo. If most people are eating a processed food diet, you're the one that is going down the organic like <laughs> aisle at the grocery store and you're choosing real whole food. Okay, that's just one example. But you're not running with the crowd. You're running countercultural to the crowd. If you're at the top 1%, you are stewarding your spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional health to a higher standard than most. And again, the reason why I believe that most people fall into a comfortable lifestyle, which is not advantageous for somebody that has a a lot of goals, fun fact, it's not advantageous for you to be comfortable if you're somebody who is high achieving and has a lot of goals. The reason why I think a lot of people don't achieve what they really want to out of life is because, again, it requires you to be uncomfortable and your brain doesn't want you to be uncomfortable. And if you don't have the awareness to understand that about your brain, then you may just continue to fall into the same, like, like just loop day after day falling into the same patterns. Like 2024 is only going to be different if you are. So you need to have the awareness of why you're doing the things that you are doing. And like Betsy Crony says, like make your brain work for you instead of against you. And that has to do with high, with holding yourself to a higher standard than most people ever dare to do. Next, your problems are not most people's problems if you're in the top 1% because you don't behave as most people do. If you're not standing out in the crowd, then you're not part of the 1%. Okay, you're just not. And and that's okay. Like I'm not speaking to you as somebody who's in the top 1%. I'm speaking to you as somebody who is aiming to be in the top 1%. I would say that I'm probably in the top 20%, but I'm not in the top 1% yet. Okay, so I'm not coming to you from a place of like being on my high horse. Next, you squeeze all the juice out of life and experience it in full color, refusing to numb or dull yourself. And lastly, if you're in the top 1%, you achieve what most people don't because you habitually do what others won't even try. Now, notice that I, I did not say that you try what most people won't try. I said that you habitually do. In order to form a habit, or in this case, I'm going to say in order to form a new neurological pathway in your brain, again, this is coming from Betsy Crony, who's been on the podcast multiple times, it takes 67 days of consecutive work to create a new neurological pathway in your brain or a new way of thinking, a new belief system. And so if you're doing something habitually, that means that you've been doing it more or less for at least 67 days. And so if you're achieving what most people don't, it's because not just that you tried something that most people don't try, but that you have done it over and over and over and over to make it a habit in your life, what others people won't even try. As we come into the last couple minutes of this exercise, I I want to I want you to ask yourself the, this next question. Do you want to become part of the top 1%? Now, that may seem like an easy answer for you, and 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 maybe it is. But really think about what I'm asking you. Do you really want to become part of the top 1%? Or is it more fulfilling to you to maybe be in more of the average Joe? Okay. Do you really want to become part of the top 1%? And I'm asking you that because a lot of people think that they want something until they realize how hard it is to achieve it. 
or how uncomfortable they're going to have to get, how they're going to have to let go of old habits and patterns and behaviors and toxic people in their life in order to become part of the top 1%. Do you really want to become part of the top 1%? And if your answer is yes, why? Why do you want to become part of the top 1%? I will uh, kind of give a little bit of a more general answer. I shared a little bit more transparently in my uh, group powerhouse, but one of the things I'll, I'm, I'm intentionally being a little bit vague here, uh, but one of the things that I vaguely wrote down is that I want to create an abundant life for my children. I am somebody that came from a larger family. I would love to have many, many, many children of my own. And in order to have children and to be able to provide for them, like that costs money. And of course, becoming part of the top 1% isn't just about financial status. It's also about your spiritual health, like your relationship with the Lord, your mental health, your physical health. But I am going to refer to here in just this moment, your financial health. And if I want to have the amount of children that I, that I desire to have, and I believe that the Lord has laid on my heart to have, like, I'm going to need some cha-ching, man. Okay. (laughs) It has cost Lucas and I tens of thousands of dollars to even get to a place of having this first baby with our challenge with infertility and even our uh, venture into adoption. And like, this is just the beginning. Like, so it is going to require me and my husband to have a lot of resources to not only have a big family, but to be able to support a big family without scarcity. That is one of the reasons why I desire to be part of the 1%. Why do you desire to be part of the 1%? Okay. We're going to go through the last couple questions a little bit quicker so that we can wrap up this episode. But after you ask yourself why you want to be part of the top 1%, I now want you to move into the final part of this exercise. What do you want to achieve in your business in 2024? How many clients do you want to have? How much money do you want to make? How many sales do you want to close? How much cash do you want to collect? What do you want to achieve in your business in 2024? Now, after you've written those goals down, I want you to describe the type of woman who achieves those goals. Who is the type of woman that achieves every single goal and then some that you just wrote down on your piece of paper? Describe her, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll prompt you to describe her more specifically in a moment, but just, just if you were to describe her generally, what would you write down? Who is she? What does she embody? How does she show up? And now I want you to ask yourself a little bit more specific questions about this woman that achieves all of the goals that you just wrote down. How does she show up spiritually? Does she get into the word every day? Does she spend time with the Lord in prayer every day? Does she journal through her prayers? How does she show up spiritually? How does she show up relationally in her marriage, in her motherhood, in her relationship with her parents and her siblings and her closest friends and her colleagues and her clients? How does she show up relationally? Get really specific here. How does she show up mentally? How does she create a safe, calm mental space for herself to unplug from the world on a consistent basis? Because we live in a very overstimulated society and that's not good for our mental health to constantly be overstimulated. So how does she intentionally unplug from the world? How does she show up for her mental health? How does she show up physically? 
What does she eat? How does she move? Does she hydrate? What does her sleep routine look like? Does she have a morning routine? What time does she get up in the morning? How does she show up physically? And lastly, how does she show up in her business? What type of content does she post? What quality of service does she provide for her clients? How does she show up in her work day, day in and day out to achieve the goals that you wrote down on your piece of paper? Friend, I want to leave you with this. 2024 can absolutely be different for you, but only if you yourself are different. Too often people fall in the same pattern of every year being the same year after year, not because they don't have goals, but because they haven't built the awareness to change their brain on a subconscious level to start showing up as the person that actually achieves the goals that they want to achieve. It is possible for you to achieve those goals in 2024, but only if you start showing up as the woman who achieves them. I am going to wrap up this episode right now, but but before I do, I want to encourage you to share this episode on your Instagram story. Share it with another friend in the online space. Share it with somebody who you just feel like they, they just need to sit in this journal, this journaling prompt, okay? And for me, the easiest way to do this is sharing it on your Instagram story and tagging me. I would be so grateful if you helped me get this episode out to all the people that need to listen to it and need to have a true time of reflection, a year in review of 2023. So if you would share it with a friend, I'd be so grateful. And I'll see you on Friday, friend. Hey coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.